What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs. I'm Landon Raby. With me, Dylan Taylor. Caleb Mitchell in here as well. The fighting Tony Vitellos are on a mission. They're steamrolling SEC opponents. I mean, steamrolling all the non-conference. We, we know that. But, I mean, what a weekend for Tennessee baseball. What a weekend for SEC baseball. It was just nice weather in general. Um, so that was news. So it, it was good to see the stands kind of packed because I, I feel like the weather has kind of hampered that a little bit. But it, it was nice weather this weekend, so you got to see the stands full. Um, got to see that place packed out pretty loud at, at times, especially I think the loudest it got was maybe Drew Beam's standing ovation or Trey Lipscomb's home run yesterday. It was pretty pretty loud in there. Um, and speaking of that home run, I mean, at 440 feet. Was it 105 off the bat or 112? Yeah, exit velocity. Yeah, yeah that, that's insane. That's a missile. Yep, that is a piss rod. Um, yeah, it just pure domination from Tennessee this weekend at the plate, on the mound. I thought they made a ton of plays defensively, especially Sunday behind Drew Beam. Um, so I was super impressed with Tennessee. And South Carolina, they're a team I was kind of worried about going into the weekend because they just knocked off number one Texas, beat them two out of three. Uh, Texas team that Tennessee lost to in Houston. So I was expecting a better fight from the Gamecocks. But um, Tennessee just took care of business like they have – all season and, and off to the best program start with uh, in in the first twenty games. They're nineteen and one right now. So incredible start. Well, let's get this thing rolling, Dylan. What was kind of your overall take on, on the sweep this weekend? Well, our first off, are we referring to them as the number one Tennessee Volunteers? Because I am. All, all I got to see is one poll that says it. That's the poll you go off of. Whichever one yeah. has Tennessee at number one, that's the that's one. the only one with credibility. Then, so exactly. I mean, I have to follow it. Fake news for the rest of them. I think Baseball America is the only one that doesn't have Tennessee in the top five. Which I think we already knew about Baseball America, but maybe it tells you a little bit more about them and how they were they were low on us to start the year, weren't they? Yeah, they didn't have us ranked. Yeah, no. so makes yeah, sense. So they can kick rocks for all I care. I'm I'm referring to us as the number one baseball team in the country now. Especially that's a little bit of therapy after the basketball the way basketball ended. But it, like you said, I was kind of worried about South Carolina. Maybe that was some of, some of just the mystique from the South Carolina program the last few years. I know they they've always been a tough team, but they didn't put up much of a fight this weekend. I'll, I'll put it politely like that. It, I saw some things that weren't too different from some of the non-conference opponents we played, excluding Texas, obviously. But we kind of had our way at times, honestly. Yeah, it seemed like every pitcher they put in, we hammered. Um, I think that guy on Sunday, that looked like their best starter to me. I know Will Sanders is their best guy on Saturday. But um, I I forget the guy's name on, on Sunday. His name escapes me at this point. But he looked like the best pitcher we saw of the weekend. And he was your Sunday guy, so pretty insane. Yeah, if you, you see that right there, drop your questions in, in the in the chat. We'll be happy to get to those throughout the show. Um, Becker, Matthew Becker. Yeah, yeah, he he was 
he had Tennessee off balance. Um, but Tennessee never trailed in the series. They uh, outscored South Carolina 23-5, to out hit South Carolina 27-10. to South Carolina had 10 hits in the entire weekend. Tennessee had 10 home runs. <laughs> I mean, still that's the nation's insane. leader, right? Still leading the country? Yeah, we are. Past. We have 56. Um, we are leading the country by 13. The next best team has 43. So, knocking the cover off the baseball is an understatement. Tennessee Pilot is sending baseballs in an orbit. Collegiate baseball had us 34th in their preseason poll. Nice. I. Speaking of zero credibility, there you go. They just made the list. <laughs> yeah, you made the list. Um, but, man, yeah, I was – the bats keep rolling. Um, this I feel like we're just talking about the same thing every week, but it, it's it's true. I mean, the bats are humming. It's – the your, your pitching staff is – I mean, show me a better one in the country. It's it, – it's the same story every week with a different cast of characters. That's that's yeah. all it is. It's yeah. new new roles are formed, and sometimes it's the same people, but sometimes it's I mean it's Christian Moore, it's Drew Beam this weekend. Yeah, um, that pitching staff twenty seven innings, pitched ten hits, five runs, three earned runs, thirty strikeouts. But I think the most impressive stat to me: five walks. I mean, that, that's the big thing, like Tennessee's probably weakness, and we talked about it with Cody Hahn on more important issues. Um, Tennessee's weakness is when runners get on base. You're giving up five walks. They're earning getting on base. So, I mean, the, the best formula for, you know, that weakness is not, not let people on base. And Tennessee's filling up in, in the strike zone, and, um, you know, they have the guys to blow it past them. But they, they just throw strikes. And I think it's been that's, that way all year too. Yeah. Um, I got to talk to uh, Drew Beam's dad before Sunday's game, and, and this is kind of a funny story, so I'll share it. Um, I hope he doesn't mind it either. But uh, he, he was asking Drew during fall ball. He was like, you know, what? What's Frank? You know, teaching you guys? And. Drew's like, he doesn't really talk much. He just kind of, like, watches us, and, you know, maybe he'll say one thing or two. He's like, but I did get three words out of him the other day. His dad was like, what's that? And he was like, your curveball sucks. (laughs) Direct and to the point. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe that was a a sign to work on that because it seemed to be working. Whatever he was doing yesterday was working. So that curveball was pretty good yesterday. Yeah. So, something in the process changed that. Right. Can, can we print those shirts? Your curveball curve sucks. sucks. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great tagline. I like that. I think. Uh, I think maybe Trey Lipscomb could probably rip that off after a couple of hits this year too. So and be wearing that underneath. Works both ways. Yeah. Don't <laughs> hang a curveball on Trey Lipscomb, please. Multi-purpose. Um. But yeah, like your your Sunday starter goes out there and throws. Six perfect innings, and they made a lot of plays behind him. I mean, it, he pitched well. He he had South Carolina off balance, um, getting you know rolling over, you know short pop flies. But I mean, the plays behind him, I, I thought were 
you know, something we haven't talked about enough. I, I thought that, you know, they did have three errors this weekend, but I thought, you know, Drew Gilbert ran into the wall on Sunday. He, you know, he did give up that hit and, and he's, he was kicking himself after it too. Um, you know, a ball like tough play, but in his mind, he probably should have caught it. Um, Jarrell Ortega had a play in the hole where he went and, and, and got it and, you know, jumped up in the air and, and, and threw a guy out at first. Corlin Lawson it seems to be a, a really great defensive player for Tennessee. Trey Lipscomb stabbed one. Um, that probably might have been a base hit and, and picked it up with his bare hand and, and threw a guy out. I mean, just making plays when they need to. And that's that's Tennessee baseball to a T. Power T. Yeah. I mean, I feel like – good tagline <laughs> there. I feel like we – um. We've talked a lot about guys stepping up in the lineup all year, and that that's kind of been the point. New new faces filling in there, but like you said, I don't. The defense hasn't really dropped off, which has been just about as equally as impressive. And like you said, if the, if there has been an error, it's when we're up ten to nothing. Then I mean, that doesn't excuse making an error, but that's not you know bottom of the eighth runner on second base, and and you muff one then. So I mean, that's. If you're going to do it, I'd, I'd rather you do it when you've got a safe lead. But that's I feel like that's something we haven't talked about a lot. Cortland Lawson especially has been solid at shortstop. Yep. Jarrell Ortega, I, I thought it's been – you know, that middle infield was a huge question mark coming into the season. And they've kind of answered the bell and, and been as solid as you can be. Um, not, not a question mark anymore. Not, yep. not many on this team. Yeah, and there's so many, like, again, we, we harp on this every week, but so many options. Like, Vitello is still giving people opportunities. Blake Burke, you know, he hits a triple on Saturday. He was – he's 6'3", 230. What's he doing getting a triple in a game? A um, big man moving that fast. Putting a quarterback. Yeah, yeah he's a he, – he is a man. That, that's what Drew Drew's dad told me. He was like, you know, he came over – um, I think on a break or something, and he was like, "That that kid's a grown man." <laughs> I'd love to uh, see you get the multiple packages at the goal line, where you know you've got one quarterback, and then you've you kind of either bring in another quarterback or you've got a fullback, something like that. That that's Blake Burke. He just get yeah. get one yard, son. Get us in the end zone. That's all you got to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Christian Scott is is another guy who seems to be getting some opportunities. Logan Steenstra is batting 350 in limited action. Uh, Logan Chambers, he gets some at-bats now and then, a guy that they love to get going because, I mean, he came here to hit and, you know, struggled up until this point. But, you know, did get a big at-bat this weekend. I think it was yesterday. And, and you know, 3-2 count. I think he fouled off a couple pitches and then, you know, drew a walk. So, you know, guys are stepping up. Even though they're not your everyday starter, um, like a Beck or Gilbert, they're getting their opportunities. And, you know, even in SEC play, um, Tommy Vitello is still kind of shuffling around that lineup a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a situation where it kind of speaks to the mentality of most of these guys where you you think if you're going to step up and you you have one chance like that, you've got to make the most of it. Some people may crumble under that, but it's kind of like we talked about the good problem that we have. So many guys get their chance and they make the most of it, and then they get another chance and they make the most of it. And you you just kind of keep revolving until 
hate to say it, but until somebody doesn't make the most of it and you can cross their name off the list for a little bit. But it seems like then they come back again and hit a three-run bomb, something like that, or Blake Burke legs out a triple. So it's – Seth Stevenson like gets it, in a rundown and yeah. makes it to third base. <laughs> Made them look stupid. What an insane play. I thought about that, bad news bears. They they never really got close to him either in that rundown. If you pay attention, like they never that just talks about how quick he is. The the closest they got's when the kid dove for the tag. Oh, Besides yeah. that, I, I don't think anybody was in within five feet of him. I mean, you're taught to back and forth and close in as as you're getting closer to him, close in and eventually you've got the tag there. And I mean part of that is that that didn't look like a really well coached couple players there that were in the rundown, but I mean, he he can turn on a dime. Uh, Seth Stevenson, new kick returner, right there. Yeah, not a great scouting report to try to run Seth Stevenson down. No, you're not going to. Yeah, that can't be your last try getting him out. He's a, a, a full on dive at third base as you're as you're trailing him. Yeah, yeah, not good. Um, but yeah, the the home runs keep coming. You had four on Friday. You won that one eight to three, two on Saturday. You won that one five to two, four on Sunday. Um, I mentioned Evan Russell had three home runs out of out of Tennessee's ten. I mean, he had a fantastic weekend. Four for eleven, six RBIs, getting three homers. He loves the the multi home run games. I don't know what it is about him, but when he gets one, he's just hungry to get another one. Always been that way. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping somebody steps up and takes that role after it. It looks like Christian Moore will be a good candidate. Trey Lipscomb's always Jordan Beck. I mean, he's going to be making millions by this time next year. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind if somebody stepped up in that role next year and just decides to go off for three against Vandy. Oh man, that'd be great. That's a good at tradition their place. to keep alive. Let's, yeah, let's do it this year at their place. That'd be, that'd be at, at inside Hawkins Field. Make it really cool. It is Hawkins Field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, make it really quiet. I'm on sure Tim nice Corbin would love that. Yeah, he seems like a very excitable guy. <laughs> yeah, um, but Tennessee has seven players with five plus home runs. That's insane. I mean, I get Lindsey Nelson's kind of a smaller part, but it's not like that one Trey Lipscomb hit. I mean, that's that's out in uh, that's out in Lindsey uh, their Neyland Stadium. <laughs> yeah, you you hit one four forty with. What we say earlier, 105, 112, something like that off the bat. That's yeah. that's not staying in any part. Yeah. Yeah, that's – and I mentioned 13 more home runs than the second most in the country. That's – and that's Mercer, I think, is, is who's second. So, just insane. I mean, props to strength and conditioning coach. I know Eberhardt's gone, so, you know, he gets props for that. But whoever is doing it now, Josh Elander has a big hand in that as well. Um, I mean, just damn. It, it was our guy, Richard Jackson, whenever I left. I don't know if they've filled that void now or not. Okay. So he was doing strength and conditioning? He, he was whenever I left. Like I said, I don't know if that's okay, just changed. Okay, just fill in. Yeah. Yes, I don't know if they've found someone like, like Everhart, but gotcha. he wasn't for a while. I think it's Elijah Simmons. <laughs> I think he's doing it. <laughs> just personally, no insider info there, but just just based off how far some of her travel. Maybe they I get the basketball one to to just do that one as well. I forget his name, but the way he turned Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield into 
freaking monsters. I mean, dude, okay, so Jared Dickey did not have a great weekend. He kind of came down a little bit. I mean, he was leading in pretty much every offensive category. He couldn't go up. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, But I saw a picture of him from 2020 and him in 2022. You couldn't even – you couldn't tell the difference. You couldn't – it wasn't the same person. It was an insane trend. I mean, he probably lost 65 pounds. Really? Yeah. I mean, just he, insane. A lot of polls. You know, Dylan Taylor mentioned Elijah Simmons. Our, our next opponent, Ole Miss, has a defensive tackle hitting, hitting bombs. They right do. Now. They do. I won Malone. Almost came to Tennessee. But scary human being. Didn't want to let football players play baseball. God, there's, that, there's, there's that name again. Yeah, that was um, that was such a. I, I yeah. want a clip. I want to clip that. Whoever does the clipping, that was <laughs> that was such a, a quick change right there. That's that's going to be a meme for all. Yeah, of let, let's get away from from negativity uh, because there's there's so much. Po- after that basketball game, there's a lot of positivity to be had on Rocky Top. You get Nico today. You get Tennessee's got the sweep. I love Sunday that people had the brooms out in the stadium. That was. That's hilarious. Awesome. Just electric that's, stuff. That's part of being a fan. Yeah, you if you don't do that when the legends are in attendance, you've you failed. So I'm glad are the there legends? were multiple. Where are they at? They they're gonna come out around what is this? March. The middle of May, they'll be out there. It'll, it'll be eighty degrees then. This yeah. this was spring break. Spring break, excuse me. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. We we gotta get them. Some, I mean, they haven't been there all year, unless I haven't I haven't seen them. So I need they, I need they've been in some games. They've been in some games. I need I need more commitment then because I didn't notice they were there. It's the bench warmers right now. The, the starters are. They, it's like they're an, an up, AU, They're getting their voices know. ready. It's like in an AU tournament. You see them sitting up at the top of the bleachers while the the JV you squads out there playing. You don't bring out Ben Joyce in the seventh, Landon. You, exactly. You bring him out in the ninth. All right. You show your ponies in the ninth. Okay. Yeah. You, you bring you out show the pony. You bring out the, the the hard fastball late, later. I mean, can we not say that that's the biggest slap in the face I've ever seen in my entire life to be up 10 to nothing in the ninth and bring in a guy who's throwing 104? <laughs> no, the only thing more disrespectful I can think of is earlier in the year, I don't remember who we were playing, but he brought him out in the rain. That is, that's terrifying if you're standing <laughs> in the box. I think I mentioned it then. I'd, I'd, I'd rather, I would quit the team before I stood in the box as a righty against a righty, 104 in the rain. I'm not doing it. Yeah. No. Well, until I had a brunch to get to, so he wanted those three quick yeah, shots. I mean, that, that's what's really cool about this team is, like, you could use him in a multiple, like, number of ways. Like, you could use him like a not, – not a Sean Hunley where he's going to take you four or five innings, but, you know, you could use him to get to your Camden Sewell or get to your Redmond Walsh, but your starters are going – Six, I mean, Drew Beam went seven and two-thirds. I mean, you don't need to really use them until that ninth inning. And you're up in the ninth. You're not – they're not scoring. They might get a run. Somebody might throw a barrel out there and, and get one on 104 every now and then. But you're not getting two or three runs on Ben Joyce. I know you just – you mentioned it just a second ago, but Malone at Ole Miss, we're, we're going to have a chance. I don't know if you saw uh, McCutcheon's tweet 
about if he if he was 19 and standing there against 104, it would make you consider going to play football. So we'll see if Malone at Ole Miss, if that, if that comes yeah, true. He's like, these, I'm out. We'll, we'll see if, if that's the last. Spring practice is right around the corner, Landon. I don't I – don't, he has an easy it's, out it's, right now. Goal is said it's tomorrow. Spring yeah. practice tomorrow. He, he has an easy out to, hey, you know, I'm – I'm going over. I'm going over to Kiffin. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play the rest of the days there. I'm gonna get a big contract. I'm not. I'm not facing 104. Yeah, I mean that. It's 104 is impressive anyway. But to be able to control it like he does, I mean, he threw 10 pitches on Sunday, and eight were strikes. That's, well played that, strikes. That's insane. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. There was. I have. The, I have a stat. Um, I took a screenshot of it, so I'll give credit to whoever put it out there. Um, it was J.J. Cooper. They're verified, so they're obviously, you know, know what they're talking about. Um, MLB fastball is 103-plus mile-an-hour pitches from 2021 through 2020, 2020 and 2021 seasons out of 973,435 pitches, three were 103-plus. Ben Joyce has thrown six in his 101 pitches so far this season. That's that's not even fair. How old is Ben Joyce? He's not. Is he 20, 21? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, something like that. He's probably around 20. That's ridiculous. That, I mean, I say, I say I don't know what they feed kids nowadays. Like, I'm not 23, but I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm a little bit older than him, but I'm not. I don't know what I would do if you told me, hey, tomorrow you're going to be able to wake up and throw a 104-mile-an-hour fastball. I, I don't – I think I'd be afraid that I would just shred my UCL and they'd be like – the disclaimer would be like, that's the last fastball you'll ever throw. But do oh, you take I'll, that? Oh, yeah. I would hammer. If, I would. if your last one is 104, I, I think I would too. I mean, I'd have oh, to yeah. do it on video. But, <laughs> yeah. But I did I'd do it. it in I do it in the most populated place too, so everybody saw it. But right. that's ridiculous. And, and one thing that was super impressive to me, um, going back to Drew Beam and his six perfect innings, his velo is around ninety five. Is what he can hit, but the way he sat, I mean, not like first inning, you're ninety three, ninety four, and then in the eighth inning. 92, 93. I mean, that's – to sit at that velocity for that amount of time is insane. As a freshman. As a true – in your first SEC start. Yeah. That's – I feel like I'm speechless every episode. I feel like I've, I find myself just looking for something else to say that we haven't said already, but that's – who would have thought that from Drew Beam? Chase Burns, maybe. I mean, with as much hype as he came in with, but I would have never thought that we'd see Drew Beam sitting at 4-0 right now and took a, took a perfect game for six innings. Yeah, when I was talking to his dad, he said that uh, – I was like, you know, we appreciate him coming here um, and not going to that school a little bit closer. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's been drinking the Tony Vitello Kool-Aid for quite some time. I'm like, my man. Along with the rest of us, <laughs> yeah, you love to see it. Um, I mean, hopefully you get one of your uh, 
your probably Friday night starter back maybe this week. We'll see. Um, number one team in the country, Ole Miss. They uh, they went two and two this week, so I don't know how they're still number one, but they are. Whatever. Um. Oh well. No, I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure matter. the geniuses at collegiate baseball. Yeah, much more, much more than we do. So. Um, but they they took two out of three from Auburn this weekend at Auburn. Um, they're eleven and one at home, so Tennessee will go to Oxford and and you know really tough matchup for Tennessee um, to get to play Ole Miss, and then next weekend you got Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. So our road schedule does zero favors for us for us this season. I know last season it seems like we got everybody at home. Well, now the turns have tabled. Hey, shout out to the – I know we're, we're Tennessee here, but shout out to the, the – my alma mater, the MTSU Blue Raiders, took the series from Auburn down at Auburn. So that – Nice. I, I thought of that because you said Ole Miss didn't – I mean, didn't just roll over Auburn. I whisper this in here, but uh, MTSU not exactly the strongest baseball program. <laughs> I mean, not, not bad, but just kind of middle of the road. So that kind of makes me hard. wonder – kind of makes me wonder – Ole Miss overhyped. I'm not saying it, just putting it out there. If, yeah. if, a, if a sweep comes this weekend from Tony V and the boys, we'll say I called it first. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait to match their power with, you know, you got Malone, you got Tim Elko, who can, you know, hit a home run with in one leg pretty much. But Christian Moore hit his home run this weekend was just kind of peppered, just kind of flicked it over the wall in left field. I mean, that was – you saw the power on display there. Because it, it wasn't a ball that, you know, me or you would have done anything with, but he was able to no. just kind of flick it out. I, I didn't do anything with once they threw down the middle of the plate. <laughs> exactly. Also, has Tim Elko been in college for forever? Because it seems like it. He, yeah. he seems like the John Fulkerson of baseball to me. Or, or Redmond Walsh or Luke Lipsius. Yeah, he, I, I just looked it up. He's 23, just turned 23. He's a couple weeks older than me, but it, it seems like he has been in college as long as I've been following. He can already rent a car, right? I think it's 25. No, he's getting close. unfortunately not. <laughs> he's getting close. He's not, we're not that old, Landon. <laughs> he can book that carnival cruise. Yeah, yeah, he's got that one. That's insane. Well, guys, that's kind of all I got. I, I'm super excited for this season super excited for the weather to be um you know warm and sunny and, and getting everybody back in Lindsay nelson having that be in the the crazy place that it is be a huge weekend i get who's after vanderbilt is that missouri is that I right i think so okay because that's the weekend where the spring game's going on i mean there's a ton of stuff softball it's Mizzou or Kentucky, I think. Okay. I think it's Mizzou. Yeah, I think it is Mizzou. Um, so that's when you'll, Tennessee plays Butler tomorrow. They're about a 500 team. So, okay, it is Mizzou. So Tennessee will hopefully take care of business this weekend, head to Oxford, take it to uh, – I'm sure Lane – Caleb mentioned it last night. And he's sure Lane Kiffin will have some tweets ready for ball baseball. So looking forward to that. Oh, he's he's already got them prepared. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And his hoodie, and his uh, you know Rolls Royce or whatever he's taking a picture in front of with recruits. Whatever, we do it right here at Tennessee. 
it's a great time heavily, to be involved. Heavily pollinated Rolls Royce. Right. <laughs> exactly. Could have, yeah, Lane, clean it up a little bit. Yeah, let, let's get some some editing before we just you know post. You, stuff. you got company coming over. Just run run a towel over it. Exactly. Exactly. Guys, that's all I got. Y'all got anything else? Caleb, final word. Shout out Drew Beam, MVP of the weekend. Oh yeah, we got to do that real quick. Is that that your MVP, Drew Beam? Yeah, it, that was right. easy for me. Just yeah. seven point or seven and two thirds innings. What he one hit? I only had three hit. strikeouts, but I mean you don't. Yeah, you can no do runs. a perfect game with no strikeouts for all I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just solid again. Just sitting at ninety three that entirety of his outing was. Um, insane for me, and, and props to him. Props to the rest of the Tennessee staff. Dolander pitched well. Burns pitched well. Um, Camden Sewell had an inning where he had like three strikeouts, and um, Redmond Walsh got a save. Ben Joyce doing whatever Ben Joyce wants to do on the mound. Um, Caleb said, "Driller take a top ten play." Is that your MVP? Going Ortega bomb. Okay. He's got Driller take it as his MVP. Um, guys, that's all we got. It's great to be involved. Sorry about basketball, but baseball's here for you. Football is hopefully going to be here for you too. So, Nico. Nico. That's all we got. We'll be back on Monday. More important, it should be back on Thursday. So, see you all then. Peace out.